Welcome inside the Glory Road podcast. Billy Beebe back with you for another edition of what has been a busy NBA podcast season. I am welcoming back in Matt Beck, my guy, to do a little bit of discussion on another trade name that is out there big time. Guys, if you get the chance, I know situation has changed and, and we'll see what happens, but go back and check out the Andre Drummond podcast we did. I don't know that he's going to get traded, but first off, Matt, let's welcome him in. What's up, big guy? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Excited to do another pod. It, it doesn't look like Drummond's getting traded, right? I think we got a buyout. Yeah, it's, you hate to see it, but whatever. Kobe Altman's going to be Kobe Altman. We wasted an hour of our life, two hours of our <laughs> life, breaking it down. Um, we're talking Kyle Lowry today, NBA champ. At this point, maybe the most historic Raptor. You know, he's, you know, you got yeah. Carter and Rosen. Yeah, I'd have to lean Vince, but yeah, yeah, he's been a, he's been a Raptor for a long time. Yeah, sure. see, here's the thing. I think he'll be at as many years in Toronto as Vince, but he'll have a title and he'll have no messy exit, which I think will work in his favor. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I feel like it's yeah, Vince, Vince Carter's big Vince name. So, <laughs> uh, Matt, this guy's on the block, number one. Number two, he's publicly spoken that he has been told and he has agreed that the, there is a trade happening. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that he's still playing and is willing to come back and play. Yeah, he's not drumming, drumming the Raptors. Right. Like, well, 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 the Cavs, the Cavs did it too. Uh, they they sat Drummond, right? It's Wasn't like a really. co. I think they yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah, they agreed on it. Uh, Blake Griffin, of course, agreed he'd sit too. The March 25th date is the key to watch. That's the deadline, so teams have to kind of get their stuff together. So we're going to do five teams. Five teams that we're looking at, we're thinking Kyle Lowry should go to. The money is the key here. Um, I want to say this, Matt, I get your opinion in there, but I feel like teams are more willing to cling to their pieces this year. When we list the guys that are on the trade market, I think we hit a lot of names where it's like, yeah, they could trade him, but there's probably a good chance they hang on to him, especially with another playoff spot open with the, uh, the play-in tournament. So, like, mm-hmm. for example, the Bulls are more interested to push for a five seed and keep Thaddeus Young rather than in past seasons, trade them and see what they can get. I'm going to say the same for Harrison Barnes, for John Collins in Atlanta, names like that. Um, in my opinion, Lowry's not one of them. It seems like they're willing to deal him. He wants out and teams want him. Uh, what do you think about the trade deadline this year? Uh, I mean, if you're a team that's on the uh, bubble, not not in the bubble, but on the playoff bubble, it makes sense to try to go for another guy that might, you know, give you those couple extra wins that gets you in there. Um, but I also completely understand teams in another weird COVID-impacted season just kind of holding on to their guys and just kind of turtling and uh, just kind of chilling out and waiting to see what happens with the free agency, this this upcoming free agency and the trade deadline. Yeah, I think John Collins is the ultimate example of that. Um, the Hawks won some early games because DeAndre Hunter was playing so well. He gets hurt. Now they're kind of like, um, do we want to pay John Collins? Do we not want to pay John Collins? Is he worth it? DeAndre Hunter's still not back. It's very confusing, but it looks like that situation, they're just going to hold on, I think, for that. Um, the Kings, I don't know about Buddy Heald. I don't know about Harrison Barnes. You know, some other some other weird situations for teams like, even uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Al Horford, like they might just ride that out. I don't even think they're going to push hard to, to trade a guy like that. So a very weird deadline. And I will say this, NBA fans do not get upset if it's just 
a pass by day with a trade that gets done, you know, a day or two before and then nothing the day of because it just seems like that's how it's going to go. Back to Lowry, who I theorize could be traded sooner rather than later. I know he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit with it. Um, we're going to do five teams, like I said. I'm going to do mine. Matt's going to do one of his. I got three. He's got two, so we're going to shift back and forth. Um, Matt, I chose a team that as my number one that you wouldn't expect. If you had to guess, though, who do you think it is? Well, I have some prior information, uh, but uh, probably Philly. Good guess, good guess, but no. Number one team I want to see him go to has the assets. Good fit, Denver. Nugget fever. Yes, Nugget fever. (laughs) Uh, Kyle Lowry to the Nuggets. I love it. I like the mix here, okay, of both teams, what they get out of it and, and whatnot. So Denver. Denver's in a rut. Okay. They were hoping Michael Porter Jr. could be a big thing for them this year. He hasn't. He has gotten COVID twice. He's been out. Um, As big as he can play, he plays inconsistently. So really we're looking at the same team for the third year in a row. And, and, And plus the bubble, they're coming out slow. So Lowry would jump in. He's looking for a second ring. You know, we know he's a bit of like a bruiser, a guy that, you know, has that attitude about him that meanness and can really motivate this team to get it going. So a couple different names that I think fit in here, Matthew. Um, but money-wise, I love that there's not much debate that it'll work money-wise. So you start off with Jokic at 30 mil and Jamal Murray at, at about 30 mil. But these next three names are so key. Gary Harris, Will Barton, and Jamichael Green. So Harris makes 19, Will Barton makes 13, and Jamichael Green makes 7. So that's perfect. So my first trade was Kyle Lowry for Gary Harris and Jamichael Green. And then you add in a young name that'll benefit the Raptors after that, right? So then you can, again, take your pick for young guys that the Raptors could get out of this. Bull Bulls won. RJ Hampton, the new, their new uh, rookie point guard. Or uh, Kundo Campazo. He's kind of an early uh, Ricky Rubio-ish point guard. Um, not quite the scorer, but mm-hmm. so um, your initial thoughts on that. And, and I, I think it works for both sides. I think there's a lot of money options, names they can swap in and out. They could even add, they'd be, hey, we want Compazzo and Bull Bull or and RJ Hampton. Your thoughts on that first trade? I think, uh, I think Raps just throw in a second round pick or two, and I think that could happen. I, I would be very interested to see the Jamal Murray, Kyle Lowry backcourt. I wonder how that would kind of work out. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is like, I'm just not sure what Kyle Lowry's value is. Like I, I not that it's bad or good. I genuinely like, I kind of was looking at his numbers and I'm real curious to see with the deadline coming up, what teams are willing to give for him. Um, but right off the bat, I, I have to say, I think if you're Denver looking at this, like I said, maybe add a couple picks. I definitely think that could be something they would look at just to, just to throw a freaking wrench in the gears. Like you said, to try to change something up because you're either going to keep being a three seed and just get worse and worse and worse, or you're going to change something up and hope you strike lightning and maybe, you know, make a deep run. So I like it. I like it off the rip. Before we keep going, we should add 18 points a game, seven assists, and five rebounds this year uh, for Lowry, who's making $30 million. Um, His three-point percentage, he's shooting 40% from three, which obviously is really good. Um, 
And overall, his, his percentages are solid. You like what you're seeing from him. And then again, I don't discredit the fact that, number one, this is a hardworking guy with an attitude that I think can inspire a, a team. And, man, the ring on his finger says a lot. I know there's a mm-hmm. Kawhi involvement with that championship, but Lowry was awesome in that yeah. series. And I think any team would kind of gain a little bit of more respect with him on it, and that locker room would turn for him a little bit. I think Denver – needs that uh big time um yeah i don't know what Jokic. i've never i haven't really heard amazing things about Jokic locker room leadership like what what that is for them so i think how Lowry could probably step into that role it just depends on what the denver front office values that out you know what i mean right exactly <laughs> uh go ahead with your first team uh yeah so i was thinking um kind of what teams are willing to make a push right now and uh like I, you know, obviously the Raptors—they're not really doing super hot this season. Seventeen and twenty—they're—they're they're definitely not on the up and up. Um, so I figured they would maybe try to go for a trade that just gives them a better future, pretty much, um, or at least a better look at a better future. Um, so I did the Heat. Obviously, the Heat were in the finals in the bubble. Um, still a really solid team. And I did uh, Dragic, Bradley, and then I just kind of put in there, add a bench player that whatever makes the money work um, for Kyle Lowry and some second round picks. Again, second round picks, the value isn't super great for the Raptors. So this way they dump the uh, Kyle Lowry contract. They do pick up Dragic, but he's on a two-year 18 million. So it's really nothing crazy. Bradley is super cheap for 5 million for two years. And then, like I said, you throw in any one-year bench player, um, Preferably a young guy for the Raptors, but any one-year bench player, I think this could work. The Heat get a little bit of extra scoring, which they've talked about. They definitely could use the extra scoring. Um, the Raptors get rid of Lowry, and then they get in some young, new influx of some guys, and uh, I think it could work out for both teams. So what are your thoughts? I do like that a lot. Obviously, Miami is like one of the biggest suitors. I think same thing. They have a couple contracts that would easily fit in a dish situation here's my problem i think miami is going to try as hard as they can to buckle down and not get rid of Dragic. i really like him i I think they feel like he stabilizes them as an offense and as a team who would you uh who would you substitute then just out of curiosity that's yeah that's the tough part but man you should be it'd be tough but an Olenek, Iguodala, and then Precious Ochua would probably be the trade. And losing Iguodala really stinks because I watched a game a couple weeks ago and he looked great at guarding LeBron still. I mean, that matchup is still incredible. So you yeah. know he can give you something. Obviously, Miami's going to be a huge player. So uh, good ideas there. And Miami's been pretty well known to go for the big moves. So I definitely yeah. could see something coming out of Miami. Yeah, I actually did a podcast two years ago. Yes, right when they signed Jimmy about Pat Riley and how, especially in these later years, he just has had no chill with, with going for it. Yeah, Linux on the heat because, like, this guy literally could not waste a year of Dwayne Wade's career. Did not want to do it. Did not mm-hmm. want to waste a year of his career. So he's paying James Johnson. He's paying Deion Waiters. He's paying, like, anybody uh, to keep it. You can go back and listen to that podcast on the uh, Glory Road Spotify account. Um, that one was a fun one just to recount how Pat Riley had just, I mean, he has no chill to just completely flip the roster. Um, even in the heat's first championship mid season, he brings in Jason Williams, 
Antoine Walker, James Posey, just flips the roster, Gary Payton, mm-hmm. to get him to a title. So uh, Pat Riley, no doubt, like you said, will go for it. Matthew, my second team is one flying under the radar. I would say this is unlikely, but I, I still kind of like it. Um, and that is the Indiana Pacers. Um, same reason. It's this the same team, it feels like, for three years. Now they're going to get Karis LeVert back this week, right? And it's clear Sabonis is awesome. Turner, also very, very good this year. But, man, there's, there's some middle ground there where they have so many contracts that they, they should be okay parting with. And the first one is definitely Miles Turner at $18 million. Um, TJ Warren's making $12 million. This is the key one that's definitely going to go in any deal is Jeremy Lamb. So um, with those guys, and then you have a couple young players that I think you could kind of swap out and do, do give and goes and here's and there's with um, the key one though. I think that, that if you're doing this trade, um, they would, eye is definitely uh holiday. I think it's Justin. Yeah. Justin holiday. Um, they have him on a, on a three-year deal right now. He's young. He's proven himself. So really I think the trade we're looking at would probably be miles Turner, Jeremy lamb and holiday for Lowry and, say, Aaron Baines or Chris Boucher. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be pretty good for uh, the Raptors. My only thing is, like, what do they do with Brogdon if they don't trade him? Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I like – I would like a Lowry-Brogdon um, lineup, though. That That's my thing. I don't think Karis – you think Karis goes on the bench? Like yeah, I don't minutes? think Karis Silver. Uh, he's had such a weird season that there's forcing this guy to play, or Brogdon off the bench. Brogdon's been good, but over, I mean, over Lowry, who clearly will just give everything to you that you need. Like this is the point. This is the closest thing to like Chris Paul. I think he's like an, a, a lesser version of Chris Paul. I think, in my opinion, I know they've had a tough year, but. You add him to an already super talented team, he's going to take him up a notch. Um, maybe not Chris Paul's level, because I, I love Chris Paul. He's done a lot of great things for the Suns, of course. But, you know, he can have that effect. He, like I said, 18-7-5, and five, I think, is, is what we said he was averaging. Incredible. Really, really good. I think that fits the Pacers nicely. And guys like uh, Justin Holiday are playing good, but when you hit the playoffs and you play a team like Philly, that's yeah. a tough fit. You have, you have a nine-man rotation. It's kind of – yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think uh, on paper that sounds really good. They're just another one of those teams, like you're saying, kind of similar to the Nuggets. They could just they could use that wrench in the gears just to kind of throw something around and and uh, change it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think I think Lowry would be a good fit on there. If he if he were to stay where he's at right now with that team, I definitely think that team becomes you know that that next level, like you're talking about. It brings them up that that next level. All right, hit me with your next one. Uh, yeah, so again, just was kind of thinking along the lines of what team is trying to make a push right now for that next spot, for that next level, um, and what could the Raptors get in return that would uh, kind of help them out long term. Um, so I was doing the Clippers, um, and just to prelude what I'm going to say here, I was looking around the NBA, and it was tough to find teams that could really use a point guard. Um, but I, I kind of thought that the Clippers could. Like, obviously, I love Bev, but he's not exactly a uh, – He's not exactly a uh, ball control type point guard. So right. I 
uh, looking at it on paper, the money worked out for uh, Morris Senior, Beverly, and then again, just substituting a, a young bench player. Um, and then maybe some deep picks. I know that the Clippers traded a bunch of play, uh, picks with the Paul George business, but um, maybe some deep picks. And then the Raptors just send over Lowry and some second round picks. Uh, just to kind of break that down a little bit more, I think that the Raptors could get a couple middle of the road contracts. Obviously, Morris is he's about 15 million for four years, so that's not super great. But then Bev is only 13 million for two more years, so you're going to lose that contract soon. Um, and the, the Clippers get a, uh, another player that could really help them out, I think, could kind of facilitate for Kawhi and Paul George a little bit because they don't really have a facilitator. Um, and then the Raptors get some picks back and maybe, like I said, a bench player from the Clippers. Just somebody young, just somebody to get young on the Raptors and maybe find some talent. And, uh, yeah, I think it could work out for both teams. So what do you think, Billy? The thing you're missing here is – I just don't think that that name you said, that young guy off the bench is what you said. I just don't think the Clippers have it enough to entice them to do it. It, it would be Terrence Mann, who's been all right, but mm-hmm. not, not good enough to make you pull the trigger. So you don't think the Raptors would do it? No, I don't think the Raptors would do it because, mm-hmm. I mean, other teams just offer you nicer, younger players. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just give away. I'll do Philly here in a second. Mm-hmm. They might have Matisse Thibel involved. They might have Tyrese Maxey involved. Like, I'd rather have those guys. Um, Indiana, like, I'd rather have Justin Holiday. Um, Denver, I'd rather – I mean, I'd rather have RJ Hampton. I'd rather have Bull Bull. I'd rather have – but the money's good. Yeah. And then it's clear if they're getting rid of Lowry, then it's a rebuild. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a name to attach at least a little bit to a rebuild. But I like the idea. I think – I mean, the Clippers, honestly, would desperately go for Lowry. They, like you said, they need a facilitator so bad. Um, let's jump to, to my last one here in our last one of the night. The much-rumored Philadelphia 76ers. Lowry went to Villanova, so there's that connection overall. Daryl Morey traded for Kyle Lowry out of Memphis and uh, made, him, made him a good little player before he had to move him again. Maury's going to be comfortable trading for him. And then, like I mentioned before, Matthew, we've got a nice mix of young players, contracts that fit, so on and so on. The, the 76ers are really going to have to squeeze this one. I mean, they're really going to have to squeeze every little bit. First off, we got to debate this, okay? Philly's hot. They've been hot all year. They played really well. What – do you think about adding such a big piece into that equation? What kind of big piece are we talking? Lowry. I mean, Oh, oh okay. I thought you meant trading away. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see that backcourt. I think it could relieve some pressure off Ben Simmons. Uh, the only worry is, I mean, Ben Simmons is, is a worse version of, of LeBron. Like Ben Simmons needs the ball to, to really do anything. Um, Right. Because obviously he can't he can't sit on the three point line and shoot, um, but I, I would be very interested to see what that would look like. I think it gives them some scoring that they could definitely use. Um, I would be curious. I would be curious to see, especially uh, depending on what the Sixers give up for Lowry. Uh, I'd be very interested to see kind of how Lowry would then fit into the team after that trade. Yeah, I mean, I'd ref- you got to really deep dive into it, but. Um, I think 
the trade is something like Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson, Tony Bradley, and Tyrese Maxey. And I think even then, it, it doesn't quite get close enough. So, like, the money is really a stretch here. I mean, Philly really has to devastate themselves. That one works. Um, so, it's Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson, Tony Bradley, and Tyrese Maxey. Uh, so, I mean, they really got to stretch it. I mean, you're yeah. talking about – That's a rebuild trade, though, for sure. Definitely. And, and they get Maxey, and Ferguson's all right, and Green's expiring. So, really, Mac, they get Maxey out of it. And Philly gets a guy they're comfortable with. Yes, Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hand, but he's had it less and less, and it's worked more and more. So mm-hmm. if you can completely say, Ben, we have a guy that he needs the ball, and he knows what to do with it, then I think that fits maybe, really well for Philly. Maybe maybe Lowry comes off the bench. Possibly. Maybe this man role to just kind of run the bench. Not that he's a bench player. I'm just saying maybe it would, it would fit best in that system that, you know, maybe their lineup looks something like Ben Simmons, Seth Curry for the front court. And then, you know, once those guys come out, you pull Lowry in just to keep the fire going. Or, or maybe he's a spark plug, you know. Right, right. Or or you're going like, how does this lineup work? Okay, Lowry, it, Lowry plays well with Tobias Harris, but not Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like, like you just kind of test it out over time again and again. Um, I love a Lowry, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joe Embiid lineup. That's disgusting. Yeah. I, I like that a lot, especially against Brooklyn. I just feel like Lowry gives can give Kyrie trouble. You know, some- I would be interested to see if they put Lowry at the two, and kind of made him almost like another shooting guard. But I, that would just be just kind of some options, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that idea too. I think that's a good bench lineup. But they, they do have Seth Curry, who's like just an absolute like, ace. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Matthew, we've gone over a ton of trades here. We've we've done all five. What do you think? Which one do you like the most, and why? Um, if if the money mattered less, I I do like the Philly one a lot. I think that's a perfect situation where. Philly gets another player to make that playoff, they make that championship run, and the Raptors kind of can try to get some players just to start rebuilding with. Um, with the with the realism of the money, I'd probably have to lean towards. I think the Heat have some pretty good options in terms of money, um, and I like that trade too. The Heat are another team making a playoff push, and I think that they could get if they got Lowry, it would be a really good piece for them. So, yeah, um, man. I after I said that lineup at the end, I love it. I really like him in Philly. I think it's it would be tough to get him there. It would be tough to get him there, but if he were to get there, yeah. Daryl Morey's the man to make it happen, though. The numbers guy and the just the movement, the relationship. Man, Lowry again. It's Lowry, Curry, Simmons, Harris, and Embiid. It's beautiful. I, I, I'm all about that trade as long as they don't lose Shake Milton. All right. They will keep. <laughs> We love Shake Milton on the Glory Road podcast. And then, good point, Matthew. Let's look at what they would still have left. So then the bench is Dwight Howard, Shake Milton, Furkin Korkmaz, Matisse Thibel, Mike Scott. And then it just depends on where Lowry would be and all of that. But. And again, right. So like, like you said, you start games, you find lineups. Hey, you know, Lowry doesn't play well with Ben. Okay, well, let's start the game like that. See how it's going especially in the playoffs, you really got to just mm-hmm. game by game it and flip. Um, Matthew likes the Miami deal. I'm That would probably be two for me. You talked me into that because I feel like Jimmy just so badly wants a competitive 
winner. Yeah, and that's another thing too. I didn't even bring that up. That that right there would probably be a very good fit. Lowry and Jimmy, they kind of have that hard nose, you know. But let's keep in mind, Lowry might I, – I, we'll see what he gets as far as a decision, but Miami's still below 500 right now. Sure. He might just be like, hey, Philly, Philly's the best choice, Philly's best call, or L.A. or Denver. Hey, these are the best calls. They have the best records. They're the ones rising. Like, get me there. I don't, I don't want to take a risk with Miami. You know, Miami's one injury away from really just being out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, they could get hot, of course, but other way around. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning into the Glory Road podcast again. Go make sure you check out some other good content on my page, Billy Beebe. Um, I got some NFL stuff going up right now. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming on. Beck EV Gaming, correct? It's Beck F. Just Beck F. Beck F Gaming. Um, Matthew's posted some good stuff here and there. So uh, check that out. And, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, and keep an eye on Kyle Lowry.